the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And even black swans. No, this isn't a wildlife sanctuary. You know what we mean. We are the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Disagreements among Democrats have delayed President Biden's huge spending plan. There's now talk of a scaled-down version of the $3.5 trillion package. Congressional leaders say they need more time. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the intensity of the talks about the president's legislative agenda should come as no surprise. We're clearly at the late stages of the process here. This is exactly the moment where people put their bottom lines down, they put their best ideas forward, and there's heavy negotiating. And that's exactly what's happening. All of this comes with declining job approval numbers for the president. In Houston, the principal of a public charter school was shot and wounded by a former student who quickly surrendered to police. Authorities say the principal was grazed by a bullet in the back no students were hurt. This is SRN News. What makes successful investors successful? There are a few traits shared by some of the great ones of our time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing those attributes and sharing what you can do to set yourself up for success. Wouldn't you like to know if you're on track? Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440. Or you can call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. and you know Their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year, finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLS Consumer Access. Federal or corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Get that. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue, Ooh. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange dog. Strange dog. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Oh, come, uh, come heck or high water or a lot of rain outside, we made it. Uh, we're back. Uh, take two weeks off, right? One for work, one for pleasure. And I feel like I feel like the minute I got out of the chair, everyone was like, "Okay, he's gone." Now let's let's do dumb stuff. Had I been here last week, um, I almost certainly would have um, uh, taught. Well, I guess I wouldn't have because he put it up in the evening. But Saturday night, Saturday night, um, the president puts up puts up a tweet uh, on on the POTUS account, the official the official account. My Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. And honestly, I thought, okay, so it's one thing for the president to misspeak. This president misspeaks pretty frequently. It seems to become a pattern with presidents. Um, uh, I can't even tell you probably. And I, 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 and I don't mean this to be too insulting to some of the other presidents, but I think Ronald Reagan was the last well-spoken president we've had. Um, I, I, with all due respect to the Bushes, uh, all, and, and all due respect, by the way, I, I don't think Bill Clinton was, was made too many malaprops speaking. I just think he, I think he was a, a master dissembler. Uh, but that, but, when the when President Biden speaks, sometimes he gets his tongue he gets his tongue tied, um, and I'm not talking about I'm talking about his uh, speech impediment. I mean, just some things come out sideways. But this is a tweet. He didn't really do that. And I looked at that. I was actually on a uh, th- this was the pleasure weekend. I was I was up north golfing as I do every September with a group of friends. Uh, I was up north and I saw this tweet when I got back to the to the uh, to the uh, uh, cabin we were renting. Um, beautiful place. We I mean we missed the colors probably by a week. Season normally the colors not didn't happen this time, but it was still it was a beautiful weekend. The weather was great. We had a fantastic time. And so I went out to dinner, got back to got back to the cabin, and everyone is just banging away on this. Um, my Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. Um, he says instead of wasting money on tax breaks, loopholes, tax wages, I just put it up. If you follow the show, the show Twitter feed, I just had it go up just now on at pound KBRS. Um, instead of wasting money on tax breaks, loopholes, tax evasion, and for big corporations and the wealthy, uh, we can make a once-in-a-generation investment in working America, and it adds zero dollars to the national debt. All right, 
the purpose of this show is to help you understand economics and how it applies to everyday life and to the things you read in the news. So here's one of those lessons right off the bat here on the King Banyan Show. I've been gone for two weeks. I've got to make sure I get, get to work right away. There is a humongous difference between, between saying something adds $0 to the national debt and my Build Back Better agenda costs $0. Those are two entirely different things. It's possible that it will add $0 to the national debt. That can happen as long as you use one of the two other mechanisms for funding government. One of them is printing money and the other one is raising taxes. Okay, there's only three ways to fund government spending. You can either issue debt, you can issue money, or you can collect taxes. Every textbook in economics has this. It's called the government budget constraint. And it's just math. But when you decide to spend money on something, you will fail to spend money on something else. I am well known. I don't know if I'm well known. Maybe I'm not well known. Maybe I'm not well known, but I remember as a state legislator, as the, uh, I think the intro mentions, I used to be in the state legislature, and I was there for the for U.S. Bank Stadium, and anyone I vehemently opposed the building of public sports stadiums. I opposed the I opposed Target Field. I opposed Target uh, uh, the arena. I uh, why am I blanking? Not Target Stadium. What the heck do you call it? Um, uh, but um, but I oppose all of it. I oppose all of it. And I not even and when people say, well, it's just because you don't want to give a tax break to the wilfs, or you don't want to give corporate welfare to the wilfs. Or you don't want to give corporate welfare to the poll ads, or you know, I don't engage in that kind of language, actually. Although I do find it objectionable, a giant tax break for one person who's already wealthy doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to me, but that's not the point. The point was really, and this is the point I made on the floor of the house when arguing it: the money you decide to spend on this, you can't spend on something else. Once you pass this bill, you're going to write a check, and those resources flow to the building of, of U.S. Bank Stadium, which looks like a fun place to watch a football game, from what I'm told. And not only have I never gone there, my guess is if I go there, security probably would pull me out how, how vehemently I argued against the stadium. Okay? I mean, it was, it was an unpleasant moment of my life, in, but one that I thought was worth having. And I argued against it because I, what I said was, there are people in this room who know our infrastructure is collapsing. we got bridges that need to be fixed. This was before the I-35. This was, excuse me, it was after the I-35W bridge collapse. There are lots of other bridges that need to be fixed. There are lots of other roads that need to be fixed. I, I you know, 
I grumble every time I drive up I-94 from Minneapolis back up here to St. Cloud. But I think to myself, someday there's going to be three lanes here, and that's going to be wonderful. And so I accept that. There's a cost to pay. But the money that went into went into, into U.S. Bank Stadium can't be spent on roads. It can't be spent on schools. It can't be spent on additional police officers needed to keep our streets safe. It can't be spent on all those things. And instead, you're going to build it for a building that, could, that will host during the regular season eight Sundays or maybe a Monday or maybe a Thursday when a team comes out wearing, wearing tight purple clothes and plays against another team that usually is wearing white. Okay, you spent the money on that. Same thing here. The $3.5 trillion that they propose to spend cannot be spent on something else. Every dollar has an opportunity cost. That was the point I was trying to make in 2012. And that's the point I'm making today. And that's basic economics. So it is utterly painful... If you listen to all the podcasts of this show on, on the Biz 1440 by going to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and going to the podcasts and go back a few years when Janet Yellen was not the Treasury Secretary but instead the, the chair of the Federal Reserve, you will have heard me say some nice things about her. I think she's a perfectly good economist. I didn't think she was as good as, as Ben Bernanke. I didn't think... I, I thought Bernanke was better than Greenspan. I still hold up Paul Volcker as as my prime example of what I think a, a Fed, what a pres, what a chair of the Fed should do. I still think he was the the best one of my lifetime. Okay, I did not think Greenspan was a maestro. I thought he was a good Fed chair, but I didn't think he was as good. But I cannot tell you how pained I am. How pained I am to. Hear Janet Yellen, now Treasury Secretary Yellen, say this in Congress this week. Cut number seven. Secretary Yellen, do you believe that President Biden's reconciliation package proposal, the one with the $3.5 trillion in total spending, will cost zero and be fully paid for? Yes, I do. Um, We have a full program that the president has proposed uh, to raise revenue that would um, cover the costs of the program. Um, it in, in the president's budget, of course, um, there are changes under consideration as this goes through Congress, but there are a host of um, revenue raisers, and I do believe it will um, be actually deficit-reducing beyond the first 10 years of the program. That's fine. But the first part of her answer, cost zero dollars, is entirely wrong and is completely putting lipstick on a, on a pig that spends a lot of money on things that no longer can be used for something else. When you decide to cash in tax revenue enhancers to pay for this program, you cannot use those same revenue enhancers to pay for any other program. That simply cannot work, right? 
Money spent on this bill cannot be spent elsewhere. The, ta- the revenue enhancers remove revenue from somebody else. Go back to my budget constraint, right? Government spending must be paid for by taxes or by adding additional money, printing, or by, or by issuing bonds. Their claim is, and what they're saying is, adding bonds means adding bonds means it costs nothing, which means you could do that forever. It's the debt version of modern monetary theory. But what's what's beneath the surface is, what's beneath the surface is, a lot of taxes that remove spending from other places to pay for the things that that the Biden administration wants to pay for. Those things that you don't get because you spent the money on on this bill, those are the costs. And they are much, much greater than zero. And any economist, even Janet Yellen, knows that. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Almost heaven West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old and Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, girl! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. 
Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. Good to be back with you after a couple weeks away. Next week is Job Saturday, so you want to be here for that. And, of course, we are part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Be sure you listen to them. To the, uh, what does he call himself, the, 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 the main act? Uh, uh, the, the, oh, yeah, the headliner. Mitch Berg, this afternoon, 1 to 3, over on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot. And, of course, The Closer. Brad Carlson, 1 to, 3, 1 to 3 p.m. tomorrow, also on AM 12A, The Patriot. So you get six hours of the Narn every weekend. We've been doing this since 2004. You should, you should, if, if you haven't told all your friends yet, what are you waiting for? I'm not getting any younger, guys. I don't know if I'm going to do this. I, I can't do this forever. So come on. Get your friends, get your friends to tune in. Uh, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Glad, glad to be with you. Anyway, um, 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. We are live today. Uh, unlike the last two weeks, we're live today, and we'll be here for, we'll be here for a few weeks. And I did want to say something. I saw something tweeted out by our regular listener, Narn fan, uh, who I think is... Uh, who I think is on to something. And I'm, I'm going to say something controversial, given what I just said about, about the fact that the, the government is saying, the, the Biden administration is saying, we will not be adding to the debt with our $3.5 trillion plan. Okay, I think, that, I think that statement is nonsense. I think that is what the Congressional Budget Office should be saying. Uh, and until I see something from CBO that actually scores... The reconciliation bill, which I don't think, not only don't I think it's been scored, I don't think it's actually been written. Um, I don't see how, I, I don't see how anyone passes it. Okay, and yes, I remember, I remember Obamacare and, and Speaker Pelosi saying we have to pass the bill to see what's inside it. I remember that. It was bad then; it would be bad now. We shouldn't be doing that. Um. Anyway, let me let me call up for you uh, this piece though that that Narn fan posted uh, for us just a little bit ago from the New York Times uh, yesterday. Janet Yellen said she supports eliminating the debt limit. Okay, I be- I'm going to go find the quote that um, I believe. Uh, Here's her quote, and I didn't. Ha- I could have recorded this, but we didn't. I believe when Congress legislates expenditures and puts in place tax policy that determines taxes, 
Those are the crucial decisions Congress is making. And if to finance those spending and tax decisions is necessary to issue additional debt, I believe it is very destructive to put the President and myself as Treasury Secretary in a situation where we might be unable to pay the bills that result from those past decisions. I took a group of uh, a, a group of CPAs and lawyers in a meeting earlier this week through a, a a little a little exercise. You can buy a treasury bill right now, okay, lasting less than a year, to mature on any date you wish. There are bills being issued pretty much on a daily basis, and you can buy a bill on any date you like. If you look. The Treasury Department has said that they expect they will be out of money on October 18. They believe it's going, it is a temporary phenomenon. And everyone seems a bit blasé about it because there's no way, because every time we've done this, we've, we've walked right up to the, right up to the brink and we've come back. If you go to predictit.org and look at the price of, that the price of the contract, I should have, I should have left that up on here. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to go get today's price. Um, here we go. Um, wasn't that fun. Will a debt limit raise be enacted by October 15th? On the 28th of September, yes was 61, meaning you could place you could place $61 down on a contract to pay you $100 if the debt limit was raised by October 15th. Current price, current price, 36 cents. And, and actually trading, uh, trading this morning, it looks like at 27 cents. The best offer to buy that contract is at 30. Uh, the best offer to, uh, to buy the no contract at 73. So you could jump in and try to, try to buy that. I'm not advising you to do one thing or the other. But people have kind of gone back and forth on this, and clearly Congress, you know, has now passed a stopgap funding measure to keep the government open for another two-plus months, but they didn't include the debt ceiling in the bill, as, as I said before. Let me say this. They're in principle. I agree with Secretary Yellen. Very few countries in the world have this debt limit uh, stat, statute that requires a legislature to take a take a affirmative step. Now, a good reason for that is the nature of government itself. In most countries, you have a parliamentary system in which the majority, even if it's a one-vote majority, can just pass a raise in the debt limit like that. Right? You're just required as a member of the government of the ruling party, you must you must vote for this bill, or the ruling coalition, you must vote for this bill, because if you don't, then there's no there's a no confidence vote, and and goodbye, we're off to new elections. So it's really not a very it's really not something that would apply to anything other than a constitutional re- republic like ours, which has fixed terms, um, and where you could run into this sort of thing. I agree in principle that this is not this is not something that's here. The reason it's here and I said this I was on a, I was on a radio program earlier this week with uh, Jack Tomzak who you also get to hear over on AM 12A the Patriot at four o'clock today. Um, but you get but 
I was uh, he was subbing in for uh, Dan Oxner up here on another station. Uh, Dan's an old friend. I, I do lots of things with Dan, and and so uh, I, Jack asked if I could come on. He talked about this. I said it's completely stupid. The only reason we have the debt limit statute is it creates a must-pass bill. Every every year or two or three, there's a bill that raises the debt limit, and you've got to pass it or else the government could be technically in default. So, of course, you're going to have such a thing. Of course, it's going to pass. If I were the Republicans, I would not do this. I would not, I would not uh, play with this. But they are also quite right to say, Hey, the Democrats can pass can pass this on their own. You're the government. Pass the bill yourself. You got a reconciliation bill sitting out there. Put a debt limit raise on it. You can vote for it yourself. It's all politics. The entire reason there's a debt limit statute is politics. No, there's no economic reason for this to be there. Okay? There's no economic re- reason to be there. However, however, Narnfan also points out, and I want to give him, um, uh, it, I want to give him credit for this. Okay, I want to give him credit credit for this. Is that he also then post uh, retweeted uh, back to us something from uh, Luke Grumman, uh, which I thought was really interesting about the fact that right now the Fed effectively can take those bonds in. Through a reverse repurchase, through the reverse repurchase, the standing repo facility. So when the Treasury issues those bonds, those bonds can then be brought onto the bank, the the balance sheet of the Fed. Then the Fed, in return, gives them a repurchase agreement, which means they'll get that bond back. But in the meantime, they're going to receive interest on that. And right now, that interest rate is five basis points, five one hundredths of one percent. And you can get that rate on an overnight transaction. And it's guaranteed. The Fed will give you that money no matter what. Because, of course, they, can, they could technically print it. So why is it that on bonds, that, that on treasury bills that are dated to mature on October 19th or October 20th, you can get a return currently of seven basis points on an annual basis. An annualized seven basis points. Why would a treasury bill pay more than the Fed? And the only answer for that is default risk. There is some risk out there right now, and they are playing with it. And it's all for political reasons. So here's my controversial statement. Even though in the previous segment I slagged on, 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 on poor Secretary Yellen for having to say something so absurd as a as, uh, $3.5 trillion spending bill costs $0. It doesn't. It costs somebody $3.5 trillion. It just doesn't cost, it just doesn't add to the debt. That's, that's a different statement. But I'm going to praise her for this. The debt ceiling's stupid. It's a political game. And no self-respecting government should, should have that in place. It does not improve our, our credit rating. It does no such thing. Get rid of it. Get rid of it now. It's stupid. 
I'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. What does creator David Applebaum say initiated the idea of his new TV series, La Brea? The origin of the idea was really just an image of a sinkhole opening up in the middle of Los Angeles. From there, I just started asking so many questions about it. And once you start to ask all these questions, eventually you start building a world of characters and of mystery. And over a period of time, a story comes together. La Brea on NBC. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Fall is one of my favorite times of the year. Having to wear that light jacket, the leaves are turning, football. But one of my favorite things is hanging out in the backyard and having that bonfire. Well, maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I don't have a backyard. Maybe now's the time to buy a house and get that backyard. Enjoy that time with family and friends back there. And you can do that with United Faith Mortgage. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And buying a home is a big deal. And while it sounds cliche, it's true. Our homes have never been more important. A new home brings a lot of beauty. Tucking your kids into their new bed for the first time and enjoying that bonfire or first cookout in the backyard. But all that process can be a big deal. And a United Faith Mortgage, they can help. It's their job to eliminate the stress and use their direct lender advantage to make sure you're paying the least amount possible for your new home. And right now, they'll pay your appraisal fees as well. That's up to $500. So visit UnitedFaithMortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vareka, NMLS number 65233. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. All right, all right. Give it up, Sean. Who is that? That would be Mr. Dick Dale, sir. Yeah, ha. 
Love it. That is awesome music. Okay, and be sure you put the Spotify up. We'll shoot a link out later. Uh, because that that is worth listening to again and again. Um, this is really... I mean, this is complex stuff. Um, that that uh, Narnfan and I are talking offline here. Uh, or not offline, really. We're talking online on Twitter about about this this second point of aren't we in fact monetizing the debt and the answer to that is yes i am really quite quite concerned but i've been i've been sounding the alarm for over 10 10 years our decisions in 2008 2009 and starting with quantitative easing i think broke what was I hesitate to use this word. I, I used it a lot when I was younger. Quasi-constitutional. And I no longer feel comfortable with that word. Some lawyer should call me, 651-289-4477. Is quasi-constitutional even a real concept or not? Okay. But there was sort of a, a norm in place within the U.S. system that really got developed, and I argue it was developed and codified in some way or, or affirmed, maybe is the better word, in an accord between the Treasury and the Federal Reserve that was largely, we promise we're only going to buy Treasury bills. During World War II, the Fed printed money to buy Treasury bonds across the maturity spectrum. But it was war. It was war, and so you had to do it, right? And everyone and everyone was fine with it. And yeah, okay. Even I might say, yeah, I get, I, I get it. It's war. Okay, different rules. But you, you had to put the genie back in the bottle, and it took them six years to get the genie back in the bottle. But the problem is, once you learn how to do the trick, you want to do the trick again. So we never truly forgot how to do it. it was just that. By 2008, we had experienced over 50 years of a world in which the the Fed wasn't really engaged in helping manage the debt of the Treasury. Um, I I I think uh, um, I think this is where where we've we've hap- where it's happened now, and I point I put my finger right square on on TARP and on, on the actions that the Fed was able to take through the payment of interest rates on, on excess reserves and through quantitative easing by which they always had the power to go buy additional U.S. Uh, securities with greater than one-year maturity. It was only, it was only a, a, an agreement written between the two. It was not codified in law. It was a standing agreement that they broke. So when Ken asks on Twitter, um, where is the money that the Fed uses to buy bonds and inflate the assets on their balance sheet coming from? It's not technically being printed, right? Well, if you're talking about literally printing currency, no, it's not. But electronic entries, where the Fed is receiving extra reserves from the banks and then periodically issuing or crediting that same account, that same electronic transaction with additional uh, an additional five basis points of interest, 
I mean, that's effectively that's effectively issuing issuing money, right? So if they do that, the banks the banks account at the Fed is a liability for the Fed. There has to be an asset that goes on the other side. So when the banks decide to hold lots of excess reserves because you're offering them higher interest rates on those deposits, the Fed has to put an asset on the other side. It takes that it takes that revenue to something else. Well, what do you think they're buying? They're buying T's. They're buying. They're buying agencies. They're buying. You know. They're buying. They're buying the stuff that's in QE. Okay. The word print is an anachronism at this point, but effectively it's the same thing. I don't think this has anything to do. It doesn't have anything to do with what I see as being a potential greater threat coming down the pipe, which is the possibility that Jay Powell, flawed though he is, and and on the King Banyan show we talk about his flaws on a pretty regular basis, and I have some I have some J tape. I think that's what we'll for we'll now refer to this. We have J tape today. Um and we'll play some J tape for you in a bit. But I was fascinated by the politics of having of having a senator in a hearing in front of the chairman throw down and say, I'm not going to vote for you for reappointment when you're up later this year. Senator Elizabeth Warren. And, yeah, I have time. I'm just going to play. This is like a 90-second clip. It's just normally too long for radio. But it's worth listening to, okay? And I want you to, before before you start it, uh, Sean, I just want to ask our audience. I want you to listen carefully, Okay, the piece you've heard on on the shows before is only the last 15 to 20 seconds. I want you to hear the first 70 seconds and th- listen to it with an open mind. Okay, let's play the whole thing through. Cut number four. You know, Chair Powell, the elephant in the room is whether you're going to be renominated for a second term as Fed chair. Renominating you means gambling that for the next five years, a Republican majority at the Federal Reserve with a Republican chair who has regularly voted to deregulate Wall Street won't drive this economy over a financial cliff again. And with so many qualified candidates for this job, I just don't think that's a risk worth taking. I know that some argue that your deregulatory actions are mostly harmless, I disagree. I think they've put taxpayers at risk for hundreds of billions of dollars. But even at that, so far you've been lucky. But the 2008 crash shows what happens when the luck runs out. The seeds of the 2008 crash were planted years in advance by major regulators like the Federal Reserve that refused to rein in big banks. I came to Washington after the 2008 crash to make sure that nothing like that would ever happen again. Your record gives me grave concern. Over and over, you have acted to make our banking system less safe, and that makes you a dangerous man to head up the Fed, and it's why I will oppose your renomination. So the dangerous man comment at the very end in the last five seconds is the one that everyone took, paid attention to. The dangers that she's describing, though, I don't know. 
Okay, I I I thoroughly dislike her referring to to Republican majorities on on at the Federal Reserve. I dislike it um, because what what I believe central banks have are conservative bankers. Bankers, by their nature, are conservative. They're creditors. Creditors have a certain set of preferences, and they run the central bank. Okay, you. And there's pretty strong evidence in my mind that banks, that central banks run by conservative central bankers have a better record of performance in providing for high employment and price stability than those that are run basically by a single governor who answers to the prime minister and to parliament. Okay, and and in my, you know, in, in my... I will place in evidence pretty much everything that's sitting on my CV that relates to central banks because I've been writing about this issue since 1983. For my first paper was in it was in late 1983. Um, true, published by the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas. Okay, I'll just I'll just put it that way. Um, so I've I've always had I've always had this issue uh, with that. But is she right to say that the things we're doing right now, like the standing repurchase program, like like the payment of interest on debts, have the seeds for something been put in place? I think she's got about three quarters of a point in this. So I've said something nice about Janet Yellen, said something bad about Janet Yellen, and I'm now saying something nice about Elizabeth Warren. I, I, I don't like the whole thing. I mean, I mean, sure enough, some, within 90 seconds, she says two or three things that just make make my make me grind my teeth. But there's part of that that I listen to, and I say, well, that's actually not entirely wrong. Okay, we are a little concerned about the the nature of what they're doing right now, aren't we? Aren't we? I certainly think so. And I have one more and we're going to transition to to inflation, which is the talk which is the talk of the last few weeks. Okay, we're this is the month this was the month in which inflation got real. Where where we where where we took the transitory we took team transitory and we drove them back up against the goal line and we're about to punch the ball in and score. All right? This is the, this is the month that that happened October we and and even Chair Powell is coming around to it. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz fourteen forty KYCR Golden Valley. What makes successful investors successful? There are a few traits shared by some of the great ones of our time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing those attributes and sharing what you can do to set yourself up for success. Wouldn't you like to know if you're on track? Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440. Or you can call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemont and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Auto Glass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. This is the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. I'm working a little bit backwards today. I was going to do inflation in the first hour, and, we, and I just wanted to. I decided to start with the uh, with the uh, uh, the whole thing of the the reconciliation bill costs zero dollars, which is, I mean, the charitable way to look at it. That is just tremendous hyperbole. <laughs> of course, it does. It costs three point five trillion dollars. Does it add to the debt? I'm thinking it does because normally you overstate the ve- overstate the revenue raisers and you understate the true cost of your of your bills. But we'll see. I mean, I it's possible. I get, you know I'm just I'm going to just wait and see and and assume that we're going to get a CBO score of this thing as soon as possible. Um, because at least I think CBO is still run by adults. Um, at least I hope so. Um, but I got, there's a couple more things to point out here. So let's make that transition to thinking about the inflation issues that are happening. Um, uh, so Jeff Curry was on Bloomberg, uh, 
on Thursday, I think Thursday. And he is the uh, the head for commodity commodity research for Goldman Sachs. And and all the talk right now is about is about in inflation and with a particular focus on energy prices. And I'm going to use this this segment to sort of set that up because this is the non-monetary part of this. And I think he makes a very good point in the and we're just going to take a little clip of this, but I I wanted to set it up. He's asked about about why are natural gas prices rising so far and it's 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 the it's it's Bloomberg's early surveillance program, so they're still they're still on the air during the during the trading day in in London, and so the, he's talking. He's in London. And he's talking to a British and U.S. East Coast market, and he has this to say about the in, investment in the old economy, gas, coal, oil, versus the new economy, wind, solar, and so forth. Let's play this cut number eight. One sector that we did invest in over the course of the last five to ten years has been in the renewable sector. Many parts of the world, you've overbuilt wind, you've overbuilt solar to the point that you've ran power prices negative when they try to get onto the grid uh, because the focus on ESG investing and being green um, has saw capital go that direction. It's the old economy. So the new economy is overinvested. The old economy is starved. And again, I want to emphasize gas, coal, oil, metals, mining, you Pick the old economy; it is severely underinvested. And and this all comes out of a piece that uh, I had posted, along with a comment that that the new economy only helps you so much, and the new economy sounds awesome. And why have people overinvest in it? They've overinvested in it because they've been encouraged to by a combination of moral suasion and incentives through the tax system. Um, but now, of course, they find out, oh, things are cold. Um, and, and we have, we, things are cold. We have China, who's basically in this major trade spat with Australia and trying to, trying to hurt them by not buying so many Australian goods. Well, one of the things they buy from Australia is coal. In China, under the under statements that in, that talk about climate change, is refusing to buy Australian coal. Well, that's great until it gets cold outside, and then all of a sudden, China's like, "Well, I got to go. I got to go find some place to get energy." China's entire system of of foreign investment and trade policy is geared toward the fact that they consume much more energy to produce a dollar of GDP than the U.S. does, than Europe does, than, than most, of, most of the developing world, most of the developed world does, and even some parts of the developing world. If you take their energy consumption, their, their, their BTUs, and you divide it into the, into a, and divide that into the amount of GDP they produce, and they produce a lot of GDP. Yes, GDP per capita is lower, but they got a lot more capita, right? So it takes a lot of energy to produce enough goods and services to satisfy the Chinese market. And they decide, for some reason, that they're gonna they're gonna swing at Australia by refusing to to buy their coal. Well, talk about cutting off your your nose to make your face cold. Uh, holy cow! So I posted this little piece, and I'm telling you, I've never had as much engagement on a tweet as this one. 
Okay, all I had said in the tweet was, everyone's everyone's for green until their flats get cold, then it's, do you have any coal? And it really does seem that, that they are they're there. And that, so the Chinese are, have said, you know, the next day, Thursday, they say to all of their firms, all of their, their regional energy companies, all state-owned, be sure we don't run out of energy. Do whatever it takes. They're going to be bidding for energy from every source possible at the very same time that there's no wind blowing in, in, in Britain. That there's that there's that the sun's not going to be up for as long because it's approaching fall and winter, and so all of those renewable source resources are going away, and this is causing a major issue. Here's here's the point I want to make. When you interfere with the system of letting prices allocate goods and services, you can get shortages and surpluses in a variety of areas. Those things happen even when we are in a completely laissez-faire system, okay? They happened just last year because of COVID. But government restrictions and, and encouragements through the tax system often create more shortages and more surpluses. You get a worse allocation of goods and services. And the fact that everyone's scrambling to buy energy now, be it in Britain, in China, or the United States, is entirely the result, entirely the result, of a system of incentives and, and incentives and disincentives that are interfering with the, free, with the use of free prices right now. Go back to a price system and things will work better. Be right back. King Bang, show the biz, 1440. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm almost at $10,000 in four years. I've never traveled anywhere. They made this sound that it, this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I know all the tricks because I'm embarrassed to say I once worked in the timeshare industry. We've saved suffering timeshare owners millions in debt and maintenance fees. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. I honestly would recommend that you call Wesley Financial. They will help you. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free information kit. If they can't get you out of your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Call 800-939-2525. 800-939-2525. That's 800-939-2525. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing 
and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own. Whether it's for your personal system or business, Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.